Hey y'all, <laughs> it's me. I'm doing this Shabai here, doing this whole podcast thing. I guess we're doing it. Um, <laughs> I have been wanting to do a podcast for a minute, but I'm also one of those people who just don't like to jump on the bandwagon of things. Um, I've had this idea on my mind for a couple of months now, probably almost a year, to be honest. Um, I'm not quite sure the exact time frame, but it's been on my mind for a minute. So I decided to step out and try this out and see if y'all like what the kid got to say. Um, I just want to say before I really get into um, the the nitty gritty the meat of this podcast episode i want to introduce myself for those who don't know who i am maybe somebody suggested this episode to you or this podcast to you my name is siobhan i go by siobhan danielle that's my stage name i am to keep it real cute a creative my main um focus though is most likely dance um, but I would say that I do a little bit of spoken word, um, creative, director, um, a writer. Um, yeah, so I just wear many hats. and <laughs> But for the most part, dance is my focused um, art right now. Um, so... I wanted to do this podcast to give a platform of like Siobhan and who she is. Um, I'm still going to be I'm going to be talking about a, a plethora of topics and I want them to be um, really geared towards what my audience wants to hear me talk about. And also, um, I just want to make a different platform because my YouTube is more of like me and my theology. If you want to know more about Christ and as I'm studying the Bible and as God is maturing me and giving me revelations and whoever I can help people who are a little bit more um, curious about, okay, how do I get into it? Like I want to get quote unquote closer to God. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to develop my relationship with God and um how do i do this like how do i read the bible because for some people they do want a deeper relationship with god but reading the bible is like scary (laughs) it's like where do i start what are they what what is happening what are they talking about in this book and especially when people start in the old testament it's like okay what's really going on so um that is for youtube as far as this podcast i wanted to be very 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 chill very impersonal very raw very genuine very transparent just real siobhan and talking about things but from a believer's perspective i truly believe that um that is what god is leading me to do with this podcast so by me stepping out on faith i'm hoping that you all enjoy it now last thing before we get to the meat of the stuff i want to keep this as short as possible um but my for the most part i want 
these episodes to be no more than 30 minutes long depending on what the topics are about how deep we get into them i might have people featured on the podcast so um i just wanted to make that clear because our generation's (laughs) attention span lasts about 0.2 seconds but some things need to be talked about more so i won't go over 30 minutes with all of that being said Let's get on to the actual topic of discussion, honey. So, I put out a poll of what the people wanted to hear. What did the people want to hear? I wanted to make it a democracy. Let your vote count, okay? And I had two choices. I had, do you want to hear me talk about life as a millennial Christian? Or, how do you discover your individual gifts? So it was close at first and it was going back and forth. But overall, I'm going to be talking about, as you saw in the title, life as a millennial Christian. Now, um, I'm actually surprised that people want us to know this disclaimer. I'm going to speak from my point of view. I'm not speaking for the Christians. (laughs) I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. We're speaking for I'm speaking for myself and my personal experience um but i'm a very like strategic person so i know as i talk i can ramble off so i have a list of things that i'm going to talk about that i thought were important to discuss as i'm going through my journey as a christian who so happens to be in the generation of the millennials and how that works because everybody loves this word millennial i think it's kind of cool too but um my focus is going to be around and then I'm going to have these bullet points um, surround this this focus point, which is being in the world, but not of the world. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get my whole testimony of how I became a Christian. Um, I'm going to give you all a very <laughs> summarized version. OK, um, so long story short. I didn't grow up in church at all. It's not like I grew up in a family who were atheists either. We just didn't go to church. I didn't go to church. Things they start shifting until my dad got saved when I was in high school. And I was like, oh. And I knew this man got saved because he went from like some of his some of his behaviors just changed overnight. And I was like, yeah, you can't do that without God for real. Like <laughs> This man really had, like, changed in some ways. So, we started going to church, and I wasn't really into it. Like, eh, it was what it was. I was an atheist for a while. I always tell people I don't really know how long this stage was, for real. Um, But I do remember at one point in my life not questioning if God was real, but just being like, no, God is not real. I'm done with that. Um, As a little girl, though... I would read my Bible and, like, try to keep the Ten Commandments and all of that stuff. And, like I said, I might just make a whole episode about, in depth, about, like, how I got to where I am now. So, Dad got saved, all of that. We talked about that. And then I didn't start feeling the tug from God until I got to college. So, I was like, okay, not really feeling this whole Jesus thing and then my parents was like threatening me if you don't my dad specifically if you don't believe in god you're gonna get kicked out the house i'm like how you gonna kick your baby girl out the house what so 
he was saying all of that. When I got to college, it was a different story. Like, I felt like God was tugging on me. And I'm like, okay, why is he not tugging on anybody else? Like, do y'all not see that, like, life is bigger than what it is? Y'all don't? Okay. So, <laughs> it wasn't until my sophomore year of college where I decided to take God, quote, unquote, seriously. And I really don't like to say that term, but just to, for lack of better words, um, I can say that's when I decided to develop. When I made the conscious decision to develop a relationship with the creator of the universe, that was when I started that journey. Now, you would think, oh, she started that journey. Everything is perfect. Er, absolutely not. Wrong answer. Um, it was not. But that was the beginning. It was like 2015 where I was really like, okay, I'm going to do this God thing and try this out because something keep tugging on me and I, I I don't like feeling uncomfortable so we just gonna try this whole thing out so there's been a lot that has happened from 2015 to now it feel like it's been longer than five years but I guess it's been five years only five years um so being in the world or not of the world I'm pretty sure that y'all have heard that that is actually scripture in the book of John and I don't know the chapter and the verse maybe I should look that up but <laughs> um i'm probably gonna like tag it in like somewhere so y'all can know specifically but um yeah that is the main focus for me as um a christian and i want i don't want to say devout because i don't want to say that i just stick by all of these rules and i follow the ten commandments and it's what to do like as I've matured in my relationship with God, I've really grown to know the true meaning of Jesus, what he stood for, the grace of Jesus, the true, like, what the gospel actually is. So, like I said, we can get into that in the time. It's not right now. But I looked up the word of on the internet, and Google's definition gave me expressing relationship between a part and a whole. So, understanding when you are a Christian and you're born again... You understand that you are called to live a holy life. Now, most people think, oh, I'm called to be basically perfect. And wrong answer. That's not what it is. God has called you to be set apart. That means you're not going to operate the same way that the world operates. You're not going to respond to things the same way that the world will. You're not going to look at things the same way that the world does. We literally walk by faith. And that's such a cliche saying, but that is extremely, <laughs> absolutely what this thing is about. Like, you really look at life from a spiritual perspective more so than a natural perspective. And you can only experience this if you are really, like, born again. That I can't explain it. The word talks about... Um, I'm studying John right now, and it's I'm at the part where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus is like a Jewish, a Jew, and he knows the law. He's like, okay, so we know that you like this really important person. I'm paraphrasing. This is always, I always speak about the Bible like this, so bear with me. But we always like... <laughs> We know that you're this special man. Like, how do you, how are you such this man of God? Like, we're no, we know that you are a man of God. And Jesus is telling him, like, 
in order for you to know these things, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, how can a grown man like me go back into my mama's womb and then come back out? Like, what are you talking about? And Jesus is like, no, you have to be born again by water and spirit. And so basically, this is a whole, this is a spiritual rebirth. So you're not going to understand with your natural mind how this relationship with God works like you have to have an encounter with Jesus himself in order to really know how we how we walk by faith and not by sight like it's literally the spirit of God leading you and leading you through things (laughs) because if it wasn't that I'd be looking around so um that that pulls me to the point of just like discovering my identity that brings me to this point, excuse me, of discovering like my true identity because as a lot of people who probably still don't know, but I feel like everybody do, I suffer from body dysmorphia. So I really had an issue with knowing like who I was outside of what I looked like because I felt like if I wasn't, if I didn't look like a true woman, um, then pe- boys specifically wouldn't like me for real. They they wouldn't care about my personality they just cared about what I looked like and um it wasn't until I had a reaction with God that's on my YouTube channel check me out um subscribe to my YouTube (laughs) millennials be like subscribe to my YouTube I talk about this in a video that whole body dysmorphia journey is on YouTube under my name Siobhan Danielle look it up watch it but back to the conversation at hand when I found out my true identity in in Jesus that really like changed my life like I transformed and I became very 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 confident in who I am and who God made me to be I I no longer relied on my identity and what I looks like because that's temporary but my looks will change but who I am according to God and whose I am because I'm God's like I'm God's daughter that really settled me as a person and gave me peace and know knowing that I'm loved and knowing that God really cares about every single detail of my life and God sees me the way that he looks at Jesus when he looks at me he sees the spirit of God the spirit the spirit of himself <laughs> in me and that's very comforting to know and um that actually helps me pivot to like really really knowing that I have true freedom in Christ. Now, when people think about freedom, they think about, oh, I can go do whatever I want to do. I can go out here and wild out. And that's not that. I think the freedom is, yes, God gives us the ability to do whatever we want to do. We have, we have this thing called free will, which many people argue, do we truly have free will? That's another topic for another day. But we have the choice to believe in Jesus or not. If you have that opportunity, the opportunity presents itself to you and you choose not to believe, that's your choice. But God talks about all things are permissible, but everything is not beneficial. Everything that you do, every choice that you make is not going to be beneficial to you and not just to you, people around you. So just understanding the true freedom in Christ and knowing freedom for us, freedom for believers is being able to make mistakes. And not be perfect without God 
leaving us like God is always with us and knowing that you are forgiven he no longer remembers your sin like Jesus took that for you he took your sin with him and he gave you his righteousness so now you are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ grace is undeserved favor so you are saved by undeserved favor you didn't earn your salvation or you didn't earn your relationship with with God God literally loved you so much that he wanted to have a relationship with you wherever you was at it didn't matter if you crossed all your T's that all your eyes like God wants relationship with you so that's what freedom is for a believer and understanding that like I really have true freedom in God and trusting that God will lead me first of all where I need to go He's going to continue to transform me as a person. So this is a journey, not like a destination. Your relationship with God, you are going to change every single day. And it's not through your effort, but it's a slow, sometimes slow. It depends on what God wants to do. Some things he may completely change in your life overnight or very quickly. And some things it's going to take more time to like, quote unquote, heal through or, um, become better at or um get delivered from or whatever you want to call it um so knowing that and I think the biggest thing for me um is just developing that personal relationship and you always hear that that's such a <laughs> that's a coin word too like that's a buzzword personal relationship personal relationship when I actually came to the conclusion that God literally has a personal relationship with each of his children. Like our church has brainwashed us into thinking that this is what a Christian looks like. And there's no cookie cutter version of that. God made everybody with different personalities, demeanors, and all of that. And I'm not saying the things of God (laughs) are like thrown out the window because of that. No, it's, he we don't all look the same we don't all walk the same my walk is different from my best friend's walk like my walk with God and my revelation and my journey is completely different from somebody else it's like it's very like it's so different that I would compare it to you know how you you give your fingerprint and they say nobody has the same fingerprint that's what it is with your relationship with with God like is not the same everybody is going to learn things in a different at a different pace and that doesn't mean that you're more spiritually mature than the other person spiritual maturity is completely different than what um i might get into that too i might have a video about that spiritual maturity on youtube but that's a side note the thing is that i had to become okay with my personal convictions and things that like god I'm not comfortable doing if we're going to talk about doing things that people can see that are sinful. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable doing certain things. And all of the things aren't necessarily considered sinful either. I just don't have a person, like I don't have a comfort level on doing certain things. And somebody else might be okay doing certain things. Like in Romans, I believe it's chapter 13 or 14. Paul talks to the Romans about, he gives an example about how some of the newer, um, okay, the Romans were newer believers and they had um, certain, most of them 
were Jews, I believe, if you don't get me wrong, but they had a certain, um, if we know the Jews had a very rigid dietary, very rigid dietary instructions where they couldn't eat certain foods like shrimp and, um, certain meats and all of these things. So after Jesus came, died, rose again, we have resurrection life and all of that. God made all food like we we can eat animals if we want to. We don't have to. So he was talking about how certain believers may not be comfortable eating meat yet because, you know, they were Jews for so long and they had to follow these rules for such a long time. That example goes with believers today. It might not be about dietary restrictions, but I'm just saying like some believers don't listen to secular music. They may not feel comfortable in their spirit doing it. Okay, that's cool. That doesn't mean that we can't listen. Like, we can't listen to secular music. That don't make you less of a Christian if you do either. So that's just one example I like to give. But I just wanted, I had to be okay with my personal convictions and not feel like I'm being <laughs> ridiculed because I have personal convictions like and even if I am I have to be okay where God me and God are that tight where it's like okay it's not about you this is my personal relationship with God the next thing about being a millennial Christian is just learning how to navigate through God's economy and the world so like I said earlier we walk by faith and I think a lot of times living in a popcorn microwavable society where it look like everybody Everybody is on the come up or then came up. Started from the bottom, now we here. And I'm still at the bottom, but you there. Um, it's pretty hard to to wait on God and trust God and be like, okay, God. Like, you know God told you this. Like, this is what you're going to do. Like, this is what... I'm just talking about, like, maybe some, some aspirations and goals that you have. And God gave you a dream and you know that's what you're going to do. But then a year go by and then two years go by. And then five years go by and you sitting around looking like, God, what is happening? Because such and such over here is getting that coin. Where is my coin, God? What is happening? And I think for me, because I'm going to speak for myself, like I said this whole time, I am a dancer. And there's, there's, there is a, <laughs> I get very passionate about this. There is a dream or aspirations that God has given me where I've seen it clearly and I'm like okay scratch his head how we gonna get there and that's 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 not my <laughs> that's not my place to even know that's the funny part about God like he'll give you a dream or a vision and then you be like okay so you're not gonna give me the blueprint in between and you be like no that's the part where you gotta walk by faith you gotta trust me because I'm your provider and I just be like but God I could just very much so easily <laughs> easily just like do this like okay prime example like i said i'm a dancer hip-hop is not really my thing you know like hip-hop is not my thing for real i can do it i enjoy it but that's not what i want to go into primarily now part of me before i got really comfortable where i am i was like okay i'm gonna be an industry dancer because that's where the money is and i'm God has let a lot of things go <laughs> and a lot of things happen up to this point where I had to be okay with the vision that God gave me because 
I liked doing it, but I was like, this is not me. And I'm also, like I said earlier, I'm not a person who likes to jump on the bandwagon. Like, I just don't like to do that. So I wanted, I wanted to find a way to use my gift to glorify God, but it didn't have to be so churchy, quote unquote, or like, I just didn't have to stick to the church environment. Like, I want to share my gift with people who may not know God and like see share a different version or the true version of Jesus with these people so I'm not going to go into detail because that's a personal vision that I don't want to share um that I shouldn't share but um I had to become okay with that because I knew what God told me and I had to believe what God told me you understand what I'm saying hopefully you do so that's what I'm gonna say on that. It's it sometimes it's really hard to just walk by faith with God and be like, all right, God, I know you said this, but everybody around me, it was going on. What what we doing? Um, the next thing I wanted to lightly touch on was what like what a Christian female looks like, and I know that like the society portrays women to be ladylike and all of this stuff and all of that stuff. Not to ruffle any feathers, but I will <laughs> I will say that I am not a feminist. I believe that men and women have certain roles. If we were to have the same roles, I feel like God would have made just one sex of a person. So that's that on that. This is not me bashing anybody else's beliefs. It's just me stating mine. And, but what I don't like is that, again, the church likes to make this cookie-cutter version of what if what a female should look like who was Christian. And it's like, no, we're different. <laughs> so navigating through that, like, what does a Christian girl look like? And what do they do and what don't they do? And all of this stuff. And it's just like, can I just love God and walk with God in my own time and, and tell people about Jesus and not have to be sitting up here making myself, uh, grooming myself to be a wife? Because what if I don't want to get married? What if I don't want kids? Like, what if... I'm not even focused on, and let's just talk about this. What if I do want those things, but I'm not focused on that right now? Like, navigating through that as a female in this society where everybody grooming themselves for their man, that's a lot. I'll be like, mm, I ain't even, what, huh? What's a man? <laughs> What's that? And the final thing, because I'm coming up to my time block is just understanding the real what is the foundation of the gospel and the foundation of the gospel is love and allowing the holy spirit to teach me because the holy spirit is a teacher it's a comforter it's um it's a lot of things we can get into that another time but the holy spirit teaches you how to walk in love with people who don't agree with your beliefs let me say it again who don't agree with your beliefs and people who do our commandment our real commandment as believers is to walk in love with everybody because love literally cures all Oh, let me state this. How about walk in love with people who look like you and people who don't look like you? Let's get into that. Might have to make an episode about that too. Um, because we can't keep going about these these situations that's going on in this world the same way. 
but I'm gonna keep it cute and eat my popcorn on that. Um, so yeah, just learning, just allowing this is where I am in my walk with God is learning how to walk in love with people and really just sharing the gospel with people and really just sharing Jesus with people because Jesus changed my life. So I think he can change yours as well. To answer this question overall, life as a millennial Christian has its ups and its downs. Like every day I don't feel like being quote unquote holy. Like <laughs> I don't be feeling like I'm a throne of grace every day. And then there's some days where I feel like Jesus is literally sitting in front of my face speaking to me and we sitting there drinking tea. It has its ups and its downs, but overall I think the journey is worth it. I definitely feel like I have impacted some people with my journey and being vulnerable with it. Even though some days I feel like I'm talking to a wall or that I'm just being extra as a Christian. But I think that's just doubt in the ways that the enemy works against me. So I try to push past that. Um, being a millennial Christian is, is dope. Like, we don't... I want to show people that being a Christian is not lame and we don't just sit and read our Bibles all the time. Um, but we, especially our generation, millennials, are called to change the world. We really are. And I know every generation think that, but I really do feel like our generation is called to, to, to show God differently and that like we don't, we don't have to compromise in order to be cool. Like... We don't have to do that. So that is my answer on that. I am going to do a part two with my friend Drew, who is a male who can give his perspective. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all. If y'all have any topic ideas, please let me know. Until next time, grace and peace, y'all.